Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of the Bully Food Challenge. Our topic today is to stop anticipating the worst by assessing your bully's threat level. A warm welcome to everyone who's coming out. Uh, First time listeners, I'm Kelly Sorg, your host, and I'm also a middle school teacher and and people who've been here before, I appreciate uh, having you back again. So I am actually recovering from a cold and I apologize, my voice might not be as nice to listen to as normal, but I'm gonna do my best. I'm also gonna be going through quite a bit of information today, so this could be a long one. you're welcome to skip ahead if something doesn't feel like you need to know the details. Um, and, you know, just maybe listen in chunks. Okay, so last time we talked about how the bully you imagine is often worse than the real person. The real person is just some kid at school who's been bothering you or a group of kids who have been bothering you either directly or indirectly. But when you get going in your mind, imagining the things they could do and how you might feel, it can it can easily billow into uh, you've imagined a monster when it's really just a kid, okay? So today we're going to talk about how anticipation and imagining the worst really works against you and helps the bully. The way to view a bully more realistically is by assessing how much of a threat they actually are, what the level of threat they're likely to be to you. So let's start with some clear definitions of what bullying is, and then we can look at some statistics and then move on from there. Um, Online, I see a variety of of, um, definitions about bullying. One said bullying is repeated aggressive actions toward others with the intent to harm them or their status. Um, A well-known expert in the field of bullying, Dan Olius, is a professor in Norway, and he says... It's when a student is bullied or victimized when they are exposed repeatedly and over time to negative actions on the part of one or more other students. Okay, so he's saying it's negative actions. The other definition said it is the intent to harm um, either the person or the status, aggressive actions. So using these various definitions and my own understanding over the years, I describe bullying as mean unkind or cruel treatment of others for the purpose of exploiting a power imbalance, meaning they're either already more powerful than you and maybe more social, they have more social status or something like that. And they just want to prove it. They just want to show off and show how much more powerful they are, or they're actually trying to make you feel less powerful and they're trying to get something for that. We've talked about that a lot. That's the bully food. So these harmful, negative, aggressive actions most often do not include physical violence. Okay. And I want to, I want to go through some statistics so that you can see the difference between instances of bullying that the vast majority do not include violence, physical violence, but some of them do. And and I want to talk about both. Um, these come from a study that was done in 2001 involving 8,374 students who did self-reporting, which means they reported the instances of bullying and the things that happened to them. And they were also responsible for rating the degree of seriousness. Okay. So 14% of kids said they were bullied. And of those 7% experienced some kind of violence with 2% of that experiencing serious violence 
And the way that they defined serious violence was criminal level um, actions. And the thing that's interesting, though, is that kids who weren't bullied, 4% of them experienced some kind of violence, too. So, I mean, that's not a good thing. It's not good if anybody's getting uh, treated violently at school, obviously. But And yes, the bully, the bullied kids were experiencing violence about twice as much as the non-bullied kids. But everybody, about 5% of kids, regardless of whether they'd been bullied or not, dealt with some kind of violence, which, which isn't great, but it shows that no matter what's going on in your life, you, you could experience some kind of violence as a kid at school. But the much happier side of this is that over 93% of kids faced no violence from other kids, whether or not they were being bullied, more than 90% of kids didn't face any kind of violence at all at school. Okay. So that shows you that the most often violence is not a part of being bullied, but it can be. Okay. So yeah, the report did say that kids who lived in areas or in neighborhoods where kids are violent outside of the school setting, then kids in that case are more likely to report violence at school. It also said that kids who were directly bullied or which means like picked on directly by one kid picking on them or being made to act in ways they didn't want to act by the bully themselves. That's direct bullying. They were more likely to face violence at around 11% of them facing violence than kids who were indirectly bullied, which means kids who get, you know, kind of rejected or excluded by a group, but it's not, it's not face to face. It's not direct, um, being bothered or, or picked on. It's more just being left behind. Okay. And those kids were violent. They, de- they dealt with violence, um, at a rate of 3%. Okay. So obviously I'm a teacher and you all are out there. You know how hard it is to deal with bullies. It's really hard for all of us to think about anyone facing violence at school. And it's important that I say, if these harmful, negative, aggressive actions, involved, you know, that are involved in the bullying do include violence that goes beyond bullying, especially if that violence is of a serious level or a criminal level. And in that case, the bully must be dealt with by adult authorities. It is imperative. If you are experiencing this kind of bullying, that's gone beyond bullying into the violent level I expect you to tell school staff and other trusted adults in your life so they can help you address this problem. But even more importantly, that they get to the bully, they get the attention that bully needs because that bully needs to be dealt with and not by any of the kids. Okay. And, and everyone at your school is counting on you to report that if that's what's going on. Um, and it's in your best interest. So what these statistics basically show all of us is that most bullying does not involve violence. It's not normal for a bully to go there. And if they are doing that, you have to report it because it's just straight up abnormal. And it's something that need, the whole community needs to deal with. Um, and my deepest compassion to you kids out there who are dealing with some, something like that that's so difficult Uh, I want the lessons on the podcast to still help you out and they still apply to you, even if you're dealing with a bully who needs help from adults to handle their behavior and handle them. Um, And of course, if you have a lesser uh, bully, a nonviolent bully in your life, you can always use the strategies to deal with them. But but the strategies in this podcast are really about self-improvement, 
confidence building. And every one of you can benefit from that, um, regardless of whether your bully needs to be handled by adults only, or whether you yourself are going to be able to, um, deal with removing some of the bully food and, and, and helping them shape up their behavior. All right. So the point of looking into all this, uh, difficult information is I want, I want to make sure if you're one of the 93% of kids who are not facing any kind of violence and you're still worrying or imagining your bully could be violent, but they never actually have been, then you need to start to consider that they may never be. Okay. Of course, this only applies to kids you've known for a while. You can't know the track record of a stranger or a new kid at school, but for the kids who you do know, and you've seen them over the years, and you know that the only violent thing they ever did was, you know, accidentally shove some kid on the playground back in second grade, then, uh, you know, they're probably not going to go to a violent level all of a sudden. It's not going to just happen out of nowhere. And you can trust your own judgment to make a good threat assessment that they are not going to be a physical uh, threat of violence to you or anybody else. Um, so that brings us to today's lesson, which is trusting your own judgment about what the bully's capable of. And why is it important to judge a bully's threat level? Because a bully can be unthreatening when it comes to physical violence, but if they've filled your imagination with worry and doubt, your own thinking is the threat. So you need to figure out things so you can get a shift going in your own mental outlook. And how do you figure out what a bully's really capable of then? That's, that's, that's got to be the question. Have you heard the old saying, actions speak louder than words? That saying means you can predict what people will do more by what they've done in the past than what they say. Or another way to look at that is, what people do, their actions indicate more about their true nature than the things they say. They can go ahead and say anything, but what they've really done and what you see them doing now is the proof of who they really are and how they really intend to be. Okay. You should use that saying as your guide. If the bully has never acted on physical threats, then it's likely they're bluffing. Even if they're saying something like, well, I'm going to whoop your butt. Okay. Yeah. But you're, you've never actually done that. So you're probably bluffing. That's what you would be thinking. And you know, this bully is not that big of a threat. And then you, you know, I know you're thinking, well, what about threats that aren't physical or dangerous, like humiliation, rejection, shaming, um, isolation? Well, to those, I say no danger, no threat. And the only danger those pose to you is in your own perceptions. And as we've said, and we'll keep on talking about this, your perceptions are about to change as you learn how to play off the bully. Okay. And we're going to talk about that more, um, in future episodes. If you find the bully is probably bluffing, then you can go ahead and call them on that bluff. And the way you do that is by at first in your own mind, just accepting that what they say and do, you can accept that more and more calmly as if to say, go ahead, bully, do your worst. And I'm talking about starting with this in your mind. So every time you think about them and all the things they could possibly do, you just stop, assess, is this person really a threat to me? And if the answer is no, then you would say in your mind, 
go ahead, bully, do your worst. And you get, and you get yourself ready to face them no matter what, because you know that most of the stuff they say is a big bluff. So you call them on their bluff in your mind at first, and then they'll have no moves left. Even if you eventually, even if they do eventually follow through on something embarrassing, like rejecting you or calling you out or sharing a secret of yours, you're going to be ready by then. And you'll have made it clear already to everybody else that you don't really care. They can just go ahead and bring it on and you don't care. And you won't have to say a thing. Nonverbals are the best way of handling a bully anyway. We're going to cover that next time. You'll have tons of ways by then of how to make your message known without really doing much. And the bully will get it. They'll, they'll see exactly what you mean. But for now, you must convince yourself If you're worried or creating emergency plans in your mind, avoiding things, actually avoiding things because of the bully, your imagination, your anticipation is working for them. And that's bully food. Uh, It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you, here's an example. When you go to the doctor and you know you have to get a shot that your parents said, yep, when you go to the doctor, you're going to be getting this kind of shot. That's the whole reason for the visit. So all day at school, let's say the appointment is after school, all day at school, you are thinking about, and sorry about this kids, if you're actually very afraid of needles, nobody likes needles, but some kids are very afraid, maybe just like, I I, I would recommend just listening through it and, and trying to remain calm, but if you really can't, just skip ahead. But anyway, the example is, you spend the whole day worrying about that moment when the doctor comes in and they roll up your sleeve and they put on that little alcohol wipe and, and then the needle comes out and you, and it's happening. The needle, you are going to have the shot. It's happening. And you've been so stressed out about it all day. You are, you are beside yourself by the time you actually are sitting there at the doctor's office and the doctor's there with the needle. Then the doctor gives you the shot and you realize it really wasn't that big of a deal. It, I mean, it wasn't fun, but you had made it in your mind so much worse than the actual event And you realize the power of your mind to blow something way out of proportion to the point where you've been working against yourself and the the actual event was no, not such a big deal. Okay. It's the same thing with most bullies. The things they do are unpleasant and nobody would want to go through them. But once you actually are there in the moment, you realize this isn't fun, but I can handle it and it's not that big of a deal. And and we're here to work on ways to learn how to handle that. So you just have to trust yourself more and more, not only that you can assess the right level of threat when the bully is concerned, but that you can also rely on your own skills and ability to handle situations in the moment. All right. So you don't want to spend your whole day every day anticipating the bully as if they are you know, like the doctor with the needle and it's the worst thing ever, right? You know, it's not that big of a deal and you have to start reforming your thoughts around that. So instead of doing all that, you've got to determine the real danger and threat level to your physical safety so that you know what you're dealing with. And if the answer is yes, the bully is likely to be a physical threat or they already have been a physical threat to you or others, then you need to seek adults immediately and repeatedly. You need to not let those adults at school alone until the bully has been addressed. 
Okay. You can use the podcast for your own self-development and encouragement. And with other nonviolent bullies, I would be happy for you to be successful learning it, um, when you face them, but don't, don't mess around with trying to face a violent bully on your own. They, they need to be dealt with by the authorities, just like violent adults need to be dealt with. Okay. Um, but if the answer is no, the, the, the bully has never acted violently before that you can recall, then you can bet they're bluffing about the worst stuff. And over time, pretty soon you'll be able to handle the minor stuff. Okay. So this goes back to your, your own internal thinking right now. Every time you anticipate the worst and begin building the bully up in your mind, you have to stop and assess. And you know, you can't solve problems right now anyway, because they haven't come to pass. You can only handle problems when they're actually happening, but when they do, you'll have a plan using the knowledge that you have about the bully and the, and the practice and strategies you have about standing up for yourself. Okay. Um, but let's have your imagination working for you right now on new strategies and creative solutions, not scaring yourself unnecessarily by making the bully into a bigger threat than they actually are. All right. So this week, I want you to just, every time you get going in your mind about the bully and all the things they could do, stop, assess the threat level, decide what you're going to do, whether it's deal, talk to adults or whether it's to just kind of put it in, uh, perspective and allow yourself to start thinking more along the lines of bring it on bully. I don't even care. Let's see what you got. And, and the more you do that, the more you are going to start calming down and accepting that the bully is just an annoying kid, which is going to lead you to being able to handle them as if they're nothing but a nuisance. And then they will eventually buzz off. Um, and that's our goal. But for this week, I hope you have a nice time and you start getting a handle on your own imaginative powers to make the bully more powerful than they actually are. We, we want you to go against that. Um, and I will see you next week. Take care.